Chapter 2 Arma kissed me and admired my pendant. Then she told me to go back indoors because a storm was coming in from the ocean. I looked, and presently above the waves, where the dragon had burned the night before, black clouds came flying in towards the land. When I turned to run back up the little slope to our house, there was a stranger there. He had jumped down from his horse and was standing with his back to the dawn and his face to our door. My mother stood in the doorway with the early morning light shining on her face and he was staring at her. He put out a hand to touch her, then drew it back. She leaned forward a little, kissed him and leaned back as if to study what effect this might have on him. Because of the way he stood and looked at her, not moving, not speaking, full of longing, I saw her for the first time as a stranger might. She was beautiful, but angry. The stranger's name was Vigut. His name was ugly, but his looks were very fine. He had bright, fierce eyes and glossy dark hair. His beard was thick and wavy, and his teeth, though broken, looked strong and white. Everything about him looked strong. His stiff blue cloak, his high leather boots, his belt with the bronze strap end stamped with a wolf's face, and especially his sword. The horse did not look quite so smooth and sleek as the master. His head hung down as if he was too tired to raise it, and his coat was dark and coiling into sweaty curls. Foam dropped from his mouth, and his rump was marked where Vigot had beaten him. Ran my mother called. Take our guest's horse to Odd. Tell him to bring more peat for our fire when the horse is stabled. And tell your Odd to rub my horse down properly, Vigut added. He's not to be fed or watered till he's arrested. Odd would know that, I wanted to say. Odd isn't stupid. But I took the horse's rein and led him into the barn without speaking. I could smell his hot, salt sweat, and I felt with my hand on his neck how his muscles trembled. Odd took him from me. He heaved off the leather saddle and slipped the bit out of the horse's mouth. He twisted up a handful of straw in one hand and began to rub the animal down, starting with his chest and working slowly round under his belly, up across his back and down each leg. "'He says you mustn't feed the horse or water him yet,' I said. Odd raised one eyebrow. "'I'm only saying what he said,' Odd raised the other eyebrow. "'And when you've seen to him, Mother wants Pete for the fire, and there'll be food soon.' I ran back indoors, knowing there would be work for me to do. Our house had stone walls and a roof of green growing turf. I thought our roof posts very good, all carved with stories, but then I'd seen no others. The big pot was already hanging over the fire, with beans and carrots and onions stewing. Armar was gutting the fish I'd caught with my hook and line the night before, with Fugel, her tomcat, winding himself round her legs expectantly. My mother was grinding barley for bread. Both of them were weeping. My mother nodded to me to take over from her and went to pour beer for our guest. I knew from the way she passed him the horn that my life was changing. I could feel the doors of my childhood closing behind me and the cold wind of hardship blowing in my face.
I caught Armar's old eye, and she winked. Slow, child, is what the wink meant. Be careful. I'm not good at being careful. When Vigut praised our drinking horn, where you put your lips to drink was overlaid with silver, I answered him, though he had spoken to my mother, not to me. My father brought it back from the east, I said. My mother shook her head. He is trading there now, I continued recklessly, and this time when he returns he will bring mother a necklace of crystal and cornelian and me a hunting dog. Vigut said nothing, and my mother turned towards me with a strange look, somewhere between cruelty and pity. Your father feasts with Ran under the sea, she said. Your brothers too. I have known it for a long time. Vigut, our visitor, knows it too.